come to kindergarten class. The Developmentally Appropriate Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to Kindergarten Kiosk. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kathy. And today we are so lucky to have an interview with Maureen O'Reilly and Jenny Nash from Lego Education. Awesome. Isn't that going to be cool? I can hardly wait to listen. <laughs> Lego is such a great classroom resource. You've been using Legos in your classroom for years and years and years, haven't you, Mom? Yes, I have. Kids love it. I um, tend not to get them out until a few months into the year because once you get the Legos out, they don't pay attention to the other toys because <laughs> they love Legos. Well, and they build so many skills, you know, spatial skills and um, creative thinking skills and persistence skills. I love them. And a couple months ago, they sent us a kit to preview of some STEM Lego Duplos where the kids can build a whole carnival and the Legos spin and they swing and they move in all these fun ways. And my students have really been enjoying that and learning a lot of cool engineering yeah, skills. They're cool. I can't wait to hear from Maureen and Jenny. I've loved Legos forever. My name is Maureen Riley. I uh, reside in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I... Uh, my uh, career spans both um, working in uh, development, product development, um, and also a full education career. So I started my career um, in the early days of the internet, designing uh, digital experiences for kids for um, CartoonNetwork.com and for Lego.com in the early days. My expertise is designing and nurturing online communities. Um, and then uh, in the mid-2000s, I decided to go into education. So I got my master's in ed in a dual master's, both in general ed and a focus in literacy. Uh, but my passion was always in technology. So I've been a tech teacher since I started. Um, and also integrating um, Lego and robotics and making into my teaching practice even before it was popular or a thing. Um, I had kids coding in the classroom before coding platforms even existed just through just stuff I knew. Um, so it's been a big part of my DNA and the maker movement has certainly been um, such a breath of fresh air because everything I've been doing my whole career is like now validated. <laughs> um, and, um, and then the other wonderful thing is I've been able to maintain a relationship with the Lego company since, um, since I left um, into education. So I've actually been a freelance consultant with them or a full-time employee for 17 years. So I have quite a legacy with the Lego group, um, and I'm a huge fan and advocate of uh, all of their platforms. And um, you should know that the Lego education products are actually developed by teachers for teachers. So yeah, that's my intro. Great. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Jenny? Um, sure. So Dr. Jenny Nash, I am the Senior Educational Program Manager for Lego Education in North America. 
Um, I came to Lego Education about four years ago. I had been working at a university and doing outreach, uh, STEM outreach into classrooms um, all around the area in K-12 and really started using the Lego Education materials and focused on, you know, that hands-on experience. And so through that ended up uh, coming to work with the company. Um, before that, I was a general science teacher. I taught middle and high school science and was really focused on project-based learning. And so really kind of spearheaded in West Virginia some project-based learning and, you know, what that looked like in the classroom and how we blend technology into that while um, maintaining a lot of hands-on learning in a science classroom. And so uh, through all of that um, is what brought me to the university to then do outreach in the schools for a long time, really focused in the project-based learning areas. Um, so it was really great to kind of blend all of that together in using the Lego education materials. Um, as Maureen was saying, right, it gives that great experience for students to be able to explore and inquire. And um, that's been my really big focus the last few years is working with teachers to help develop their lessons and working with districts and administrators to figure out where to kind of fit our curriculum and our materials into their already existing curriculums um, and help teachers through professional development support kind of going into this project-based and inquiry-based world um, they may not be familiar with or may not have the background in. Um, so that's a lot of what I end up doing every day is, is kind of working closely with my colleagues and then district uh, administrators and designing ways that this type of learning can be brought into classrooms. Well, it's so great to talk to both of you. You both have really exciting and innovative and inspiring backgrounds. Um, and I love Lego. Come on, who doesn't love Lego? So can we talk a little bit about uh, the makerspace and the resources you have for teachers? Um, so Lego Education is actually a branch and arm of the bigger Lego group company. Um, so everybody's really familiar with Lego itself and they're familiar with the brick. Um, but Lego Education is a piece of that company really just focused on working in schools with, with teachers and helping bring, you know, really cool and innovative learning experiences to students. Um, been around since about 1980, uh, so bringing uh, different types of learning into classrooms for over 30 years now. And we've really focused a lot in the STEM area. Um, so people really know us well for our robotics um, but the focus is really about bringing hands-on learning, you know, inquiry-based learning, you know, types of learning experiences where students can take advantage of their natural curiosity and just kind of explore and experiment, you know, play through different scenarios and figure out what the best kind of solution to a problem uh, might be as they go through. And so we design those experiences pre-K through 12. Uh, for different um, learning environments. Um, it could be in the, the actual main core classroom. So it might be like a science classroom or an elementary classroom. And then also for, you know, different types of elective programs like engineering classes, technology classes, so that students really kind of get the benefit of using the materials in a lot of different ways. And the maker, I'll let Maureen really speak to that because she's been so instrumental in bringing all of that about is um, it's kind of a newer place for us to be in the maker classroom, um, but it's that same idea of, you know, what a perfect space for us to be because they get to really explore and try things out and tinker with things and, you know, think through different ideas to see what happens. And so that was like such a perfect space for us to go into and find um, where we fit. The Lego uh, education 
division of the company um, is in, I think, over 90 countries now. Um, but in North America, I think we're in like 20,000 schools or more uh, now, um, just working with different teachers and, and trying to bring, you know, really great, you know, I mean, it's fun. It's fun experiences that the students get to have while they're learning um, into those classrooms. I think there's so much power in this kind of learning, and it's so exciting to me. I've been doing trainings all summer about integrated learning, and one of the examples they gave was a fourth grade class that learned about the water cycle through integrating art with uh, with some the, with the science, and they would uh, put paint in the, in the bottom of a cup, and then they let the the um, paint condense on the sides and see what colors and and they introduced geography into it because they had made a landscape and then they watched how the paint covered the landscape it was really cool and they said that at the end of the year all of the kids who had learned these concepts through this integrated lesson they all passed that portion of the end of the year test because the learning had been so powerful and uh, you know there are more universities now um I can't remember what university she's from, but there's a researcher named Dr. Pepler. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you find her Twitter feed, um, it's actually a Dr. Pepper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know her name is Dr. Pepler. Um, but she uh, recently did a study on teaching circuits and through a makerspace style activity. So through open-ended, hands-on, experimental work and, um, you know, did a pre-assessment and post-assessment, um, around student learning. And then also, um, had another, um, group of students learn the traditional route, um, of just following step-by-step instructions to learn circuits. And just like you said, with your fourth graders, I guess, who did the water cycle, um, these students as well retained all the knowledge about circuits from the hands-on experience. Um, and that's also the goal of the Lego maker experience. I mean, if you think about Lego, it's the perfect maker project. It always has been, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're building a maker space for your school, you want, um, supplies, of course, you want some consumables because you want the kids to make something and bring it home. But you also want supplies that are going to be reusable mm-hmm. and sustainable and long-lasting. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Lego comes in. And also the amazing flexibility that Lego brings to a makerspace. Um, and allowing the Lego to be used with other materials. So we're talking mixed media here and making a beautiful mess um, <laughs> with, with Lego and other materials and doing all those and opening the doors for creativity because that's what our students are going to do naturally, right? This is a kindergarten podcast. And kindergartners are the best at mixing things together and finding inventive ways of um, reusing and repurposing and, uh, mixing materials. Um, and so that's really the goal of the Lego embracing the maker movement is, is bringing to light how the current Lego education products can be used within a maker concept that it's okay to bring out the Lego and not have step-by-step building instructions but instead have a framework and a mindset 
that you can experiment with this. You can play. Um, some of my favorite activities. Oh, and then there are activities, maker activities from grades three, uh, age three and up. So age three plus for maker activities. And the Lego Education website has recently launched uh, a whole maker channel. So there are like tips on how to create a maker space in your school. There are lesson plans. Um, it's, it's really lovely. Um, but some of my favorite are with the WeDo corset, the robotics corset. And one of the models is just like, make a dancing robot. Mm. And, you know, in that respect, it's just playing with motors mm -hmm. and playing with the parts and playing with movements. And then using that movement to create something that's artistic. And there's, you know, just such deep learning and experimentation there. And whereas you don't necessarily get that playfulness and playing with movement, which is just making a rover that can do a job. And that's super important too, especially in a science setting. But if you want to start inspiring more creative building and, and a more creative approach to engineering, um, this is a wonderful way to go. You know, what you're touching on and, and the word that we like to use so much is creativity. We are the embodiment of creativity with, with Lego. And you think about all the things that you can create. And we don't want uh, teachers and, and students to get caught up in this idea of, you know, you follow the building instructions and that's what you build and then you move on, right? It's this idea that you get some kind of inspiration from something and then you can create whatever you want because the pieces can be used and reused in so many different ways. And I think what Maureen's saying is, is so important to the fact that we want them to be able to, you know, try something and create it and see what works and take it apart and create it in a new way and see that those materials can be used over and over in so many different ways, which, you know, just opens up the, the creativity with makers so much and bring in other materials. And it, you said it, right? Kindergartners, it's so perfect. They're not afraid to put different things together. They don't think, they, they don't think in boundaries. Like I have to only use the Lego materials with the Lego materials. They're not afraid to bring everything together. And hopefully that can continue to inspire students as they get older to know it's okay to mix up different medias and put things together and just whatever I can think of, I can try to create. That's what we really want to see out of this. So it's, it's just really powerful, you know, to give teachers some inspiration and some guidance to get started and then see where they take it. Yeah. And I think as early educators, we've always known how important play is. And we've had some of the vocabulary for why that is from people like Vygotsky and Montessori. But I think something that's so exciting about this maker movement is it's giving us even more ways to talk about what we're doing in early education. You know, all this, all the, the play that we have them doing is really early engineering skills and early critical thinking skills and how do we solve these problems and I was wondering if you could talk more to that of, of play and tinkering and why they're so important for kids. Sure I think um, you know we, we talk about social emotional learning for early education but we don't tend to talk about it as they get older but it's, it's so important that they have that ability to, to work together and try things out and, and just we talk about play through the scenario, you know, give them a problem or a project and let them play through it and see where they come out because it is such a natural way to approach things just to kind of get in there and get messy with it and see what happens and, and tinker and, you know, try it out. I think that's why uh, people do like the Lego materials. It's so easy that if it, if you go in the wrong direction, you can just take it apart and get right back into it. It's not, uh, it's not so difficult. You didn't glue it together and it stayed together for life. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's easy to just kind of, 
deassemble it and get right back into the engineering with it. Um, but I think that the the playful learning is what we really want to see. We it's 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 natural for students to go out on the playground and investigate and play. And why can't they do that in the classroom? The same way that we see them doing it on the playground day in and day out. You know, giving giving students materials and just kind of letting them go and see where they go with it just really allows them to explore what they're interested in and what they're curious about, what they want to understand more. And we don't want to cut that off. So we really need to open up that ability to be playful and, and leave it a little more open-ended and see where they take it. And then, you know, as the teacher kind of guide them, you know, back down the right path sometimes when they get a little too far off and help them understand what they're seeing and learning and add, you know, the vocabulary in and the context and the meaning behind some of it. But, you know, otherwise it's, it's going to be so much more meaningful. They're going to remember it because they're going to remember the play that they did behind it. You know, the experience, anytime they can have that experience, it helps them remember and understand the information so much better because what they're going to remember in the end is the experience. And so I think it's so important that we try to open those possibilities up to give them and, and let them go through it. And, and okay, they fell a little bit. That's okay. They've learned from that. And then they're able to, to move back and redesign and start over and end up with something great in the end. Um, Jenny, it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, I was working at um, the Blue School, which is a progressive school in New York City, um, yeah. founded by the Blue Men Group. <laughs> um, you know, I, uh, I had a beautiful makerspace there and it was a big stopping point on the tours and, um, something that the admissions group and, um, I had a school at the time and I have all kind of coined is that play is not a four letter word. <laughs> um, that is something that, you know, we embrace and, um, play also helps teach all these soft skills that are so mm -hmm. important. You know, grit and resilience and problem solving and how to socialize. And just like Jenny said, understanding the affordances of materials. If you are able to play with materials and manipulate them and tinker with them and experiment and make mistakes and take them apart and put them back together and reverse engineer, mm -hmm. um, you are going to retain that knowledge much more than if you're just given a didactic set of instructions to follow. I love that you mentioned soft skills. I just had a parent-teacher conference and the dad w has a career in technology and he was talking about how in his own career, the soft skills like communication and collaboration and creativity are so much more important than even sometimes understanding the content which we've been so focused on in the past and that's a good thing but I'm so glad that we're in a time where these soft skills are getting the attention that they deserve and that students are being empowered through learning them yeah yeah I think it's it's interesting we're yeah go ahead I was just gonna say power is a beautiful word Oh, yeah, it's the perfect word, right? And I think it's interesting because we're in this real mind shift from, you know, the, the content that students really need to understand into this idea that, you know, content's so readily available. The information's out there and students know how to find it. So we need to empower them, perfect word, to... To, to know how to find it and use it in a way that's meaningful. And I think the soft skills are really the, the most important, the ability to communicate, collaborate, and, you know, locate that information and then really do something with it um, through, through critical thinking and, um, 
I really like to put critical thinking and creativity together because there's not much room between them when you think about it. When we really allow people to be creative and, and try things out and explore and investigate, then they kind of end up really doing a lot of critical thinking along the way. Um, and that's what students really need to be able to do. And, and we're hearing that more and more and more from all the job fields, uh, especially STEM. And, and so I think it's just a maker provides such a great opportunity for that for students. And you mentioned before that you have cur- curriculum that's been designed by teachers. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about that? Um, sure. I, I, all the content developers in Lego education are former teachers. <laughs> um, and they also reach out and regularly collaborate with classroom teachers. Um, so during the development phase, they'll um, there's actually a, a group called the um, Lego, Lego Education uh, ambassador program to a group of teachers around the world that all um, also contribute to the Lego company to um, lesson plans. Um, and then each lesson plan is, you know, when it's in development, actually goes into different classrooms all over the world um, to also see how students are interacting with the products and then also how teachers are reacting to the products um, and take that feedback to heart. It's, it's pretty great because, and Maureen is part of the development team, um, gets to really try some things out and come back and say, you know, these are the things I see working in my classroom. And then they start to really develop lessons. And then they go back and they test those lessons. And then they come back, you know, and it's, it's a pretty grueling process that takes a long time to really vet out that these are the right experiences for students. And I think that's the goal. We want to get really meaningful experiences out there for the students, um, whether it's a, a full-blown lesson or just a, a good inspiration to get the teacher started with lots of support behind it for the teacher. Uh, so also in that time, finding out, you know, where are teachers comfortable and where do they need a little extra support and make sure that's all included in the curriculums as well. And also embracing teachers going off, off track as well, <laughs> you know, being able to remix and refine these lessons that suit your needs because teachers know their students in classroom best. So even though these are created by teachers for teachers and tested, there's opportunities up to the moon to remix and revise and reformat to suit your needs. And where do we go if we want to find out about more about the curriculum and more about the lesson plans? Well, our, our lessons are housed on our website. So it's legoeducation.com. And then backslash maker will get you to all the maker lessons and uh, some additional inspiration there for teachers. Um, you can also find a lot on Pinterest. Um, so we have a Pinterest board. Um, it's backslash Lego education backslash boards um, there. And then, of course, we have our community. And Maureen, you might want to talk more to that. Um, it's hashtag Lego maker that you can share and see a lot of uh, different projects that teachers are doing there as well. Yeah, we definitely want teachers to contribute to the Lego Maker hashtag. Um, it's growing some steam on Twitter, um, but we'd love to see it on Facebook and Instagram and other social media channels as well. So, if, you know, if you are making some cool Lego stuff in your classroom, uh, there's a huge community out there of teachers wanting to get inspired by each other. So I highly encourage you to share hashtag Lego Maker. That's awesome. I love being able to see what other teachers are doing. It's always fun to get new ideas and see what's actually working in the classroom. Absolutely. And I mean, we, you know, 
we all want to share ideas and, and then make it our own and give our students great experiences. And it's really fun to see what the students do with it. So we always encourage you know, share the pictures. Let us see what the students are doing um, that, that they're being successful and excited about, too. Do you I, um, I, I got really inspired this week. There's a teacher in New York who um, really wanted to purchase Bebox for his classroom mm -hmm. to teach um, early coding. And it just wasn't under the school's budget. But he had some Lego WeDo kits. So he actually designed a Lego WeDo model um, based off of one of the core models, which is this Milo, uh, the science rover. Mm -hmm. And then in Scratch, because you can program WeDo in Scratch, in Scratch he created um, a, an app that looks just like the Bebot interface, which is like go forward, go backwards, go left, go right. Um, and so then put that program onto the WeDo's. And so now in kindergarten, on their computers, they can code the WeDo robots to go forwards, backwards, left, and right. <laughs> uh, and so he made his own, uh, you know, B-Bots with Lego WeDo for the kindergarten. And, you know, the fact that he shared that, there's now other teachers all over the place going, oh my gosh, I want to try that. I want to do that. I can't afford B-Bots, but I have Lego. So let's, let's make this work. Or they remix it in their own way. That's another thing I love about Lego is it's totally within a teacher's reach. It's totally accessible. Yeah. Yeah. And it lasts. Yeah. It lasts. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't break. It doesn't fall apart. You'll have it for years. Um, and then if you're investing in the robotics brands, you can then just um, reinvest in, in the hubs. Um, I'm going way above kindergarten, but especially for my sons, um, you know, I have a friend of mine who runs a makerspace at School of Columbia, and they have NXTs, and he's like, we want to upgrade to EV3s, and they just had to purchase just the, um, just the smart brick. Um, so, yeah, it's a great investment. <laughs> and it grows with the students. All of what, you know, talking about a friend at a middle school and high school, it, it ends up growing with the students, which is great, too. Yeah. And do, do you have any final thoughts for us about Lego or makerspaces? I um I would just say if anybody's getting started with this because that's always the hardest part is especially with teachers getting started with maker projects it's it can be a little bit scary because you're letting go some of the control mm -hmm. um, and really letting kids go with this um, and there's a threshold you need to cross I mean I I remember I remember crossing that threshold and I had it. I had an assistant teacher the year I, I did cross the threshold who was really wild and <laughs> he held my hand. He's like, we can do this. Um, and then once, once I did, my teaching practice completely changed um, because you really get to see the kids just explode with creativity. And, um, and I'm seeing it too with testing new products with Lego. And even when we were testing these maker lesson plans, just, I mean, the excitement with the kids is obvious. You're never going to fail with a Lego lesson. Never. A Lego lesson is always going to go brilliantly because the kids are going to be so hooked. And the materials themselves lend themselves to deep and rich learning just, just by manipulating the materials. So you're never going to fail with a Lego lesson. And, but then the second thing is, you know, I also see the excitement in the teacher's faces because the excitement from the kids is so, you know, it's, it's addictive. Um, so 
It's okay to cross a threshold. It's okay to have a little bit of a mess and it's going to pay itself in major dividends. I think that's the perfect way to end up. I encourage teachers just take, take a leap, do something small, try it out. It'll be worth it. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. This has been a really great conversation. And now I just want to go and type in hashtag Lego maker and see what kind of fun ideas I can find for my classroom. <laughs> Yay. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much. Well, we want to thank Maureen and Jenny for being on the podcast. It was so exciting to talk to them. I love talking about Lego and I love talking about STEM and I love talking about makerspaces. Look on our blog for some links to some ideas to use with your Legos and some pictures of kids using um, the Duplo Carnival Kit. And some of the resources that uh, were mentioned in the podcast. And if you want to learn more about us, you can visit us at kindergartenkiosk.com. And you can write to us at kindergartenkiosk at gmail.com if you have some ideas of things you would like to talk about. And we'd love to hear your ideas. So email us and let us know some things, um, topics that you'd like to hear more about. Hey, don't forget, if you have not tried ESGI, sign up, go to ESGISoftware.com and sign up for your free 60-day trial of ESGI using code B7227. ESGI is amazing and will really sell, save you 400 hours. Oh my goodness, do I want, I want to share a story about ESGI. So okay. I, was, I was in a professional development the other day and the whole pressure, bleh, the whole professional development was about teaching integrated. And then they turned it on to how do we assess an integrated lesson? And we all got together as a kindergarten team and we were talking about, well, how do you assess? And one lady was like, oh, I just found this awesome thing that's made assessment so much easier in my classroom. It's called ESGI. And I will never ever go back to not having ESGI. It saved me so much time. And I actually know where my students are and it's the best thing ever. <laughs> and yeah, and I was like, yes, it is. <laughs> Cause it's true. So if you have not tried it, make sure you get your 60-day trial. Yeah, B7227. B7227. $40. Good night, everyone. Goodbye. Or good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. <laughs> or Feliz Navidad. <laughs> oh, dear. Goodbye. Good night. Kindergarten Kiosk is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, a network of podcasts for educators, by educators. For more information, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. That's E-D-U podcastnetwork.com. Now can I listen to it?